0: Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Best Future podcast. Today, Jeremy, what are we going to be taking a look at?
1: CV or resume writing? Now, hang on a minute. CV stands uh, for? Curriculum vitae.
0: And resume is a French word, but it's used by the Americans. Is that right?
1: Well, curriculum vitae, of course, is Latin, and resume is French, yeah, and... Actually, they're synonyms, although the word resume is quite widely used in North America not so much in the UK. But it's
0: also spelt like resume, isn't it? To make things confusing. Yes, it,
1: yeah, and it have some accents on it as well. Right, as well, or,
0: yeah, yeah. The, uh, in your version. But in North America, it's just sort of without right. the accents normally, isn't it?
1: We are clarty kind of intellectuals, Neil. We want to put the accent in okay. here
0: just to make it... Just so put, before, they, they, before we start, it's basically... In the UK, we use CV or curriculum vitae, and in in the rest of the world, the resume is probably uh, yes. the word that would be used, uh, but they are interchangeable. Is that right?
1: They are synonyms, yes, so it doesn't and, really matter which one you use.
0: And whichever one you use, it's really important, isn't it, this thing? Yes. Okay, and we're going to take a look at that today and drill into to all the aspects of creating a great one. Okay, we'll stop there is it? Indeed. Three, two, one. Okay. So now we know that they're the same curriculum, Vitae CV and resume. Could you sort of fill us in on why they are important or it is important? Well,
1: well you're almost certainly familiar with the idea that you'll need to write a personal statement, statement a college essay, a motivation letter, uh, depending on the country you're applying to. But some universities may also require you to submit a CV or resume. Right Now, it's important because it allows the admissions tutors a quick snapshot picture of the applicant. And it therefore follows that you need to make a positive first impression. Indeed. So and CVs look- and
0: resumes are often sort of a one-sider on a piece of paper, I guess. They're also nowadays often linked with the LinkedIn website, aren't they? Um, yeah. You know, that sort of digital version of it. And people do use these documents to, to learn more about you, don't they? Very quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, very often if I'm going to have an interview or meet with someone online, I usually just go and have a look at their LinkedIn profile, which as you say, usually includes a CV. Right. It's, it's very, very useful.
0: And So what um, but, is a CV? What's in it?
1: What's included? Well, in it? your CV can kind of makes you stand out amongst all the other application, application documents, not only through your past experiences and education. But also, you can make it stand out by having a clear structure and layout, which is what we're going to be talking about shortly. Your CV needs to reflect your positive qualities as much as possible and your accomplishments. You do not need to draw conclusions. It's basically just a list of things you've done. Right. Yeah. And it's it's really an at a glance document, I would say.
0: Yeah, and obviously with the youngest people, for students of school, it might not be very comprehensive, but still important.
1: Yeah, I sometimes joked with my students. I said, look, you're only 17 or 18. Your CV is short. I'm a lot older. So it's going to be a lot longer because <laughs> I've done more stuff. And that's okay, um, isn't it? Yes, it is. But writing your CV, and before you write your CV, your resume, you need to check the following. Look at the university website for guidance. Sometimes they, they ask you to focus your CV in a particular direction. Okay. okay. Um, then you need to brainstorm a list of contents design a template, and then insert the content. By the way, it's also useful to ask your parents and college counselor for feedback, because your parents will probably remember stuff that you did when you were younger that you may be forgotten.
0: Right. Um, Indeed, it's really important. that, And also, yes. you know, to treat it like, I guess, almost every piece of really important writing. You know, it is a document that is going to reflect who you are. And so uh, you need to keep certain things in mind, don't
1: you? Yes. Purpose, audience, and content. Okay. The purpose, of course, um, having a CV or resume means that you have a useful document that can be used for many different purposes, like university applications, scholarship applications as well, right. job applications. It's also useful to give your teacher or counselor a copy of your CV when asking him or her to write a recommendation. Well, that's almost a because... top tip, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, uh, I like that one. Well, I name... hadn't
0: thought about that. But of course, if you've done all the work, to summarize all the yeah. things that are important about you, that's a great framework for the college counselors or teachers to use
1: for the recommendation letter. I mean, I write a huge number of recommendation letters and sometimes students do this. It's really, really helpful. I appreciate that they've yeah. done this because it helps me write a better recommendation for them. So it's a win-win situation, right. I would say. And audience. Audience, well, you need to be aware of who you are writing it for. In this case, university admissions tutors, or maybe a prospective employer. Right. So keep that thought in the back of your mind when you're producing your CV. And these are busy
0: people, aren't they? So they don't want to be reading too much
1: fluff. Very true. And then, of course, we come on to the content. So at the top, your personal details: your name, address, date of birth, nationality, languages spoken. Maybe put in your contact email. Some basic, basic information. Right. And then next, you need to divide your CV or resume into sections, such as education, work experience, extracurricular, additional information, skills and achievements. I mean, it's a little bit flexible depending on what you've done, but sure. those are the main areas that people normally focus in on. I would suggest that you start with the most relevant section first, that's education, because you are, of course, still in school. Um, you can briefly list your school subjects in grade, if they're good. Also list any major projects you've done, but you don't have to list the course content of each subject. No, You don't. just have to put the, no, please don't do that. It's just too much. And so this is really the starting point. And each
0: section should sort of go backwards, shouldn't it? Like the most good important, point, no? the newest needs to yeah. be first.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think so that's In important the education section, for example, at right. the top of that section, you'll write your current school. Right. And the year you entered that school and the year you're going to graduate okay. or the, and then you work backwards in time down the page. Right.
0: Yeah, okay, understood. And layouts are many and various, aren't they, of these documents? And oh, British yes. universities, the UK does vary. You know, is slightly different. I've noticed to the USA and other countries in this regard. Uh, but whatever layout you choose, I guess it needs to be clear.
1: Exactly. I mean, there are a myriad number of layouts if you go on yeah. the internet, you'll see them. And many people like to use a template, which yes. they get off the internet and just slot in the information. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you do need to make sure it's an easy at-a-glance document. Sure. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to achieve. And don't so get visual too fancy, layouts, right? No, no. Fancy visual isn't layout's very like important. No.
0: playing around with fancy fonts and turning things right. sideways and putting them the shadows and stuff, that doesn't look Uh, good, does it?
1: I've seen those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just straightforward, please. Really quite boring.
0: uh, You know, classically clear and, you know, quite boring would be probably the way that most students would describe it.
1: You're not trying to write poetry or a best-selling novel. You could just kind of give an ethical document. Yeah, indeed. um, indeed. Oh, yeah. I mean. Things to think about. Yeah, Yeah, easy to read font, not one of those fancy ones. Indeed. Font size, not too small, in case a person's a bit yeah, I I think it's a bit challenged.
0: And keep things consistent, I guess, as well. You know, make sure that you do the same thing throughout the whole document.
1: Yeah. Spacing, bolds, underlined. It's gotta be consistent, otherwise it just becomes a mess. Yeah. And reverse chronological order we've just mentioned in terms of your education section, for example. And as I said before, just follow the guidelines on the university website. If there are guidelines, and some have them and some not. And if they say maximal one page, then give them one page and not two. I think in this
0: regard, you know, probably for school students looking at university, one page is the right size, isn't it? You know, for people like you and I, most job applications allow two sides. But that you've, you've done a lot of jobs and different things. But you do want to make sure that it it is easy to review, don't you?
1: Yeah. If you find that you've done so many things, they don't fit comfortably on one side, then sorry, you're just going to have to prioritize the most important things.
0: And also, you know, lots of long descriptions are often, you know, not called for, are they? It's something that's very succinct and clear.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, just this—just list what you've done, not what you think about it. That can go somewhere else, but not Indeed. on this document.
0: And, you know, in this context, bullet points are fine, I
1: guess. You have to do it, because sometimes it's just much easier to scan your eyes across a page where there's a list of bullet point information.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when you first do it, it looks empty, but it'll soon grow, won't it? Because resumes are, by their very definition, organic documents. They grow as you grow.
1: That's a piece of advice I actually give to my students, and I wish someone had given it to me when I was a lot younger, Uh, because when you get into the world of work, you'll be doing all sorts of courses and workshops and this and that. And you can very quickly forget what you've done four or five years previously, unless you actually make the effort to sit down once a year and update your CV. I've been doing this, but only for the last few years, for many decades, I didn't bother. And of course, there's a whole lot of stuff probably timed out by now anyway.
0: Yeah, indeed. And I think that's the other thing is that things that appeared relevant when you're 16, 17, when you're 19 are no longer relevant. And so it is a document that needs quite consistent editing, doesn't it?
1: It does, yes. I mean, we mentioned just now that universities have differing requirements as to the content. so. Try to find that information on the university's website and really tailor your CV to, to what they require. It right. may be that you can't just send the same CV to three or four different universities, it will be very similar because it's your life, but they might want a slightly different focus. But you can see that on the website.
0: And I think you, you always suggest, you know, getting other people to review it on these critical documents. Is it still the case
1: with this, with the resume? Very much so. Preferably someone who knows you well and can say, oops, you forgot to mention this. Or uh, Did you really do that or, when or you or were 12? Nation. Exactly, yes. Because that's
0: another thing, isn't it? It's very tempting to sort of build out things, to add uh, and embellish. That embellishing is okay, but it can tend towards making things up.
1: Very true. There the, is the, the sort of a gray area between uh, you know, fiction, embellishment, and fact. It depends how far across that scale you want to go.
0: Indeed, it needs to present you you, in a very positive light, but at the same time, it does need to be firmly based in reality, doesn't
1: it? Oh, absolutely, yes. And So you need to think, have I included the most important events and achievements of my life? Have I left the reader with a positive impression? And was the document easy for him or her to glance over without wasting too much time on it? Indeed, and I can feel a
0: top tip coming on here. I can. I know this is the sort of yeah. moment where you usually deliver
1: one of these golden nuggets. Have you got one for despite us tonight? The, despite the fact we are separated by thousands of kilometres, you can read me like a book. I can. We must have done so many podcast episodes I think by now. We you might can, have done you a, you know a fair few. You know what's coming. Yes. All right. Okay. right? Come on, then give us one. Well, the top tip is one I sort of mentioned just now, make sure you update your CV once a year, uh, because it's quite hard to remember what you've done in the past. So there's a top tip.
0: All right. And now many students have no, no idea where to start. They've never written their CV or resume. Well, where should they start?
1: Well, don't worry too much about this. This is one of the easier tasks associated with applying to university. The best place to start your CV is at the beginning. Because by far the biggest part of your life so far has been in school. Right. So as I said, put your basic contact information at the top and then start with the education, Your list of schools you've been in. That's the okay. way to get started.
0: And students often struggle to remember things they did when they in the past, when they were young, and that's just normal it's part of growing up. Uh, does it matter if you miss things out or do you need to include Not, everything?
1: No, you can't include everything. As I said, you need to prioritize. Go and talk to your parents or at least create the first draft version of your CV and then show it to your parents. And uh, for their opinions, you have I missed something important?
0: Okay. And you mentioned earlier sort of an employment section. Many students have never done any jobs before they apply to university. Do you leave it blank or do you miss it
1: out or what do you do? Or do you pretend? No, please don't pretend. (laughs) It's quite okay if you're a school student and you haven't had a job. It's quite normal because in many locations, you're not actually allowed to work. No, indeed.
0: uh, And many international students just don't have that opportunity, do they?
1: Exactly. Because uh, they would probably have to have a special work permit, which they haven't got. Things like babysitting, probably not really relevant. If you have done a job or an internship, make sure you put it on your CV. Uh, But if you haven't, don't worry about it because the people reading it will understand. Okay, we'll stop there. Three, two.
0: One, Okay, Jeremy, so is this an
1: important document for college admissions? Not all universities require a CV, but it does provide a useful overview and at-a-glance info, if you like. And it can really help create a positive impression in the mind of the admissions tutor who looks at it. And, of course, it's going to support the rest of your application. It's the
0: document that holds everything together, isn't it, as well? And they like to see a sort of congruent storyline and make sure that all the bits of your application are aligned. And if you're stressing something in a personal statement, make sure that the CV doesn't contradict it, I guess.
1: Oh, yes, very important. Yeah. Don't say one thing on one document and something contradictory on the other. You need to get all your ducks lined up in a row.
0: Yes, indeed. Mm.
1: And finally, important things to remember. Okay, layout. It needs to be visually easy to glance over. It consists of basic information about you. You probably have to prioritize what's important because, and you certainly won't be going into any detail.
0: Okay. And uh, on your resume, is there a sort of section on other interests like paella cooking or baking uh, baking pizza?
1: Well, we talked just now about being honest and not making things up. So that's why I haven't listed cookery as one of my passionate hobbies, Neil.
0: Although I have noticed on your social media uh, photographs, there is one of you with a, an apron on looking very professional in front of a large fan.
1: Ah, uh, yes, there is that one. I think I was uh, doing a cookery course at a university that I was visiting at the time. A, a cookery course at a university? Come on. Perhaps I should clarify. College counsellors get invited to go and visit universities, and the universities lay on Obviously, presentations about their courses and finances and housing and so on. But sometimes they take us out and we do some fun activity. And this was one of them.
0: Sounds good to me. Have a great afternoon. Um, Jeremy, thank you very much. Enjoyed the episode? Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.